Properly responding to a data breach can challenge even the best prepared organizations, especially those enterprises that operate in multiple jurisdictions. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be joined by privacy and data security lawyer Scott Vernick, who, at his law firm Fox Rothschild, spearheaded the creation of an app called Data Breach 411, which is aimed to help companies affected by a data breach to navigate various state rules and regulations. Welcome, Scott. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Before we discuss the app itself, please take a few moments to outline the environment that created the need for the app. Sure. When you look around and you look at the headlines over the last at least three or four years, if not more, we live in a pretty challenging environment when it comes to data breaches. What I mean by data breaches, I mean situations in which either some cyber criminal from someplace has hacked into a company and stolen information, or there's been a rogue insider at a company that has taken information improperly or unlawfully, or even something you know accidental that just takes place that leads to the breach of information. In particular, we're talking about consumer information or personal health information. You know, when you look back, whether you're talking about Citibank, LinkedIn, Sony, Target, Yahoo, there are any number of household names which have experienced data breaches, and the public shouldn't necessarily conclude that they haven't been doing what they've been doing to safeguard information. It's just that we live in a very challenging environment where often the cyber criminals are sort of one step ahead of what everyone's doing to try to prevent those things from happening. Well, how did the idea of the app itself come about? You know, we've been doing privacy work and data security work for any number of years, probably well before there were actually formal practice groups at law firms. We did it back in the days when data security and privacy issues related to dumpster diving, when criminals used to dive in dumpsters literally to fish out those copy pages from the knuckle busters when people ran their credit card. As the environment got more challenging, and it's challenging not just because of sort of the threats that companies face, it's also challenging because we don't have a national standard or a federal standard statute on data breach notification, but we have literally 46 different states. We just thought that we would try to create something that would be useful to privacy professionals and in-house counsel that are trying to respond to breaches by putting information at their fingertips. And so when you respond to a data breach, there are some usual steps that you go through. Obviously, you're trying to find out what happened and what was taken. And the next question that people are going to ask is, you know, who do you have to give notice to? Do you have to give notice to consumers? Is there a state AG that you have to give notice to? We wanted to put something uh, at people's fingertips that they could readily, at a minimum, that they could look at the 46 different breach notification statutes and get a sense of what their reporting obligations were. Did you have some kind of existing application on your servers that did that for you already? No, we went out and we contracted with a developer. You know, we sort of told him in this particular instance sort of what the idea was and what we wanted to create. And it was, I would say, a very good team effort between the lawyers here, the marketing group here, and the developer, and Apple as well, to sort of come up with something that we thought would work and that would be simple, user-friendly. And again, with a few taps, once you download it, you can sort of look to see what California requires, what Massachusetts requires, you know, any of the 46 states. I mean, obviously, you know, we'll push updates to it as breach notification statutes change because they do change to include usually more reporting obligations. It will be an ongoing and current resource. Well, we'll get to the features of the data breach 411 app in a moment. Do you play in an Android version? The answer is yes. I mean, we're sort of waiting to see what the uptake is and what the and what kind of comments we get back from the user community with respect to this one. It's new at the moment. It's just been launched. 
we've had some very good feedback. We're waiting for some, you know, just to see what the uptake is like and, and what additional comments we get from the user community. What features appear on Data Breach 411? Yes, it has two or three components. One is it gives you instant access to the state breach notification statutes that are currently in existence. That's number one. Number two is it gives you instant access to the federal rules on HIPAA and HITECH, which are the federal statutes which govern what you have to do if you have a data breach that pertains to personal health information. It gives you instant access to the rules regarding the Child Online Protection Privacy Act if you are marketing to children, and that's obviously an area where you have to be particularly careful. And then finally, it gives you sort of resources to some links to the FTC, some links to the credit reporting agencies, because oftentimes some states require, depending upon the size of the breach, notification to credit reporting agencies. As part of a breach notification, it's almost standard practice to offer people some form of credit monitoring for some period of time so people can determine whether or not their accounts have been subject to any financial fraud. All the sort of things that you need and that are sort of, you know, each one by themselves, maybe not all that difficult to accomplish, but when you're in that sort of emergent environment, just after a data breach, we wanted to sort of make this material readily available just to make people's lives easier. Who is it marketed toward? The people who we hope will use it are, depending upon the nature of the company, either in-house counsel or privacy professionals who are responsible for compliance and responding to a data breach. We expect that at smaller companies, business executives themselves in the C-suite uh, will use it because those are typically, in the first instance, the people who are sort of on the front lines when it comes to responding to a data breach. Who's responsible for maintaining and updating this? We are. What's the process to make sure that it is updated? Here, we have lawyers, we have members of our privacy and data security group, we have marketing professionals, uh, and we also have members of professionals in what we call our knowledge management department. Between those three groups or between those three sets of stakeholders, we're responsible for monitoring and updating any of the breach notification statutes when, when there are developments. It's likely that we'll add more resources because some States have separate internet privacy statutes. California would be a good example. We'll want to add those, particularly because those are becoming more robust all the time in terms of what they're requiring for companies that have a presence on the web or a presence on the internet. I think once we sort of see how this works in the first six months or so, then we'll also talk about an Android version because we're already getting requests for Android versions, which is not surprising. I'm sure many of your clients are multinational organizations that must adhere to other nations' privacy and data breach notification laws. Will future versions of Data Breach 4.1 include how to respond to international data breaches? That's certainly on the drawing table at the moment. I mean, I, I think in part the difficulty has been that what's happening in the European Union in particular is very much in flux at the moment. People thought there was going to be a pretty material revision to the scheme in Europe. I'm not sure that that's going to happen now. I saw a recent report which says that the long-expected revisions may not happen by the spring. Uh, so I think we're sort of, one, you know, waiting to see what happens, and two, the scheme in England and the, and the statutory requirements are somewhat different here than in in the United States as far as reporting requirements are concerned. Anything else you'd like to add? We're really interested in getting user feedback. I mean, I think that's sort of the most important thing. You know, we tried to put ourselves in the position of people who we thought would be able to make most use of it. We've gotten some very good feedback. People like the cool factor of it. You know, it's got some sex appeal to it just as an app. People think it's great to have stuff they need literally at their fingertips and all in one place. But we're really interested in getting user feedback uh, so that we can uh, make sure that it's working the way we thought it would work and working the way that it will be most useful to the professionals who we want to use it. Thanks, Scott. Sure, thank you. 
I've been speaking with Scott Vernick of the Fox Rothschild Law Firm. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.